0: What's going on, everybody? KD here, and welcome back to the 16th official episode of the King Darius Experience. Today, we're going to be talking about um, the process of demystifying marketing. Um, In my years of experience in marketing, almost a decade now, a lot of people view marketing as almost like a mystical Disneyland, if you will, of codes that need cracked and solutions that need figured out and treasure chests that need unlocked so floodgates can open and all these sales can rain into the business and all of these leads and all of this attention and brand equity and awareness and authority and influence and yada, yada, yada. And people try to look at platforms, look at tools, look at strategies, and they try to figure it out like it's a puzzle. And what I want to demystify is all of this cloudiness, all of this murky water around these concepts that are actually extremely simple and all derived from or all tracked back to your ability to be an accurate, efficient, and consistent conversationalist that provides value and connects with humans using modern day tools. Marketing isn't magic. It simply does its job. You click some buttons, you position some content, you provide a couple solutions, you put the offer in front of people's face, you rely on law of averages, you use that data to make more predictable decisions, and then you grow from there. It's literally as simple as you trying to figure out how to communicate in a way around your solutions, around your value to where you can get more dollars coming in than you are spending to acquire attention around those ideas. If you had to learn not a single other thing about marketing, you would already know everything you need to know just in that first beginning part of this episode. And I know I'm being vague. I know that's uh, maybe oversimplifying it, if you will, but it's oversimplifying marketing is a lot more effective than overcomplicating marketing, right? Or doing nothing. So I want to take a couple of these core areas um, that I continue to, you know, just drive into the ground uh, or with the podcast. So that way they're a little bit more demystified for you and, and they can be a little bit more reachable or obtainable and executable, if that's even a word, uh, for you in your business of marketing. So let's talk about this concept of daily content. Derek, why the heck daily content? What's up with this obsession with daily content, new stuff every day? Why the reps, why the continuity, why the episodic nature in regards to the amount of content, why the atomization process and taking one piece of content, making it five, 10, 15, 20 pieces of content. Why, why, why? So there's a few things that come along with the process of daily content, right? I'm a huge proponent on this concept of knocking multiple birds out uh, with the same stone, right? So if you're going to put forth an effort, if you're going to put forth a creation and position these solutions and products, as we've been talking about, you need to make sure that you as one individual creator, right? Some of you may have a team, most of you probably don't, but you as an individual creator, there's only so much you can do and you can't replicate your time. However, you can accomplish multiple things with a, a centric focus, if you will. So what daily content does, let's just start listing some of the things. One, it makes you extremely sharp in regards to your ability to deliver your message, right? You've heard of the age-old concept of elevator pitches, right? If you only had 30 or 60 seconds in an elevator with an investor or a mentor or an important person that could potentially, you know, be beneficial to your business. How would you pitch or you know make them understand your business in 30 to 60 seconds, your elevator pitch? Well, Creating content every day makes you sharp, it makes you focus, it, 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 it gives you new perspectives and your ability to communicate something, right? It allows you to look at something from multiple angles and be real time relevant like we've talked about before. Because at the end of the day, if you don't stay sharp, if you don't understand the market, if you don't understand white space, if you don't understand your, your buyers, if you don't understand who you're communicating to, it's going to show in your content and it's going to show in the lack of results. So. One of the things that content does is it keeps your mind sharp. It It keeps your language around what you're doing sharp. It allows you to shave the fat off of any communication and any media and any content around your products and solutions and creations that isn't going to push the ball forward. So one thing, it keeps you sharp two law of averages it allows you to build from nothing i could literally start talking about legos today and if i talked about it every single day the colors the types which you can build the different you know scenes you can build, like uh scenes the different um sorry there's a little bit of a distracting noise that the scenes you could build the little uh acts and the the little scenes you can play out, um, you know, how you can interact with friends, you know, um, you know, where to source them from, how you can build, you know, multiple like lands or adventures or, you know, maybe build a story or start involving me. Like if I talked about it every single day, if I position this in the correct places, I'm going to get attention around it. And then if I drop some type of solution or, you know, entertainment or education or product or solution or service in and around building Legos or, you know, um, being in a group or being enthusiasts or having some type of entertainment, like, you know, not necessarily like a, 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 conference or something like that, like, you know, Lego con or anything like that, but some type of online experience where people can come and, you know, watch me unpack or build, like it's going to grow. Right. So You can grow something from the ground up if you are spending time in it every day, if you're talking about it every day, if you're learning about it every day, if you're watching what people are doing every day, if you're studying behavior, if you're watching and observing how people are engaging with platforms, where these conversations are taking place. So that's the second thing that content does, right? First, it keeps you sharp. Uh, Second, it allows you to create almost anything or build anything from the ground up. One of the third things it allows you to do is generate leads manually. Everybody wants like an automated process of generating leads and opportunities. Leads is just a fancy way of saying opportunity, right? So by you connecting with people through this content, right? Because eventually people are going to engage as that storehouse builds, as that catalog of value builds, there are going to be people who are your buyer persona, you know, your customer avatar, your ideal customer. They're going to interact with that content at some point, And that storehouse is going to be consumable. It's going to be bingeable for them. It's going to be valuable to them. And that's going to compound over time we talked about this a little bit on the biz dev section in the last couple of episodes where we said hey if you reach out with th- or reach out to 3 to 5 people a day over a course of 30 days right that ends up being somewhere between 90 and 150 people law of averages you're probably going to sell somewhere between what 5 and 15 people on a solution or some type of monetization product service whatever so uh, 3 it allows you to connect with people and manually build a business, right, which is related to number two, but it's a little bit different because you're having conversations actively about selling and or monetizing your thing. So it opens the door for you to sell through the lens of value, right? So those are just a few things that content allows you to do, aside from the other things in regards to building authority, building vanity, right, building community, connecting with people, networking, creating diversity in regards to your ability. There's so many things that daily content brings to the table, and I'm just baffled, if you will, that people refuse to do, do even weekly content, right? It shows what you care and what you don't care about overall. So why daily content? Because of all of those benefits, just by being in the act in the behavior of dropping new stuff every day. And we talked about diversity in content. And you guys can see through my social channels, I don't just drop the same content. Sometimes it, it's podcast stuff. And even within podcast stuff, sometimes it's quotes, sometimes it's, you know, audio waveforms with, you know, transcriptions. Sometimes Sometimes it's full video. Sometimes it's just raw video. Sometimes it's the spotlight videos with the loading bar and, you know, the transcriptions and what episode it's from and the overlays. Sometimes it's just stuff about my life outside of podcast world. Sometimes it's just music. Sometimes it's just family. Sometimes it's me messing around in regards to the entertainment world. Sometimes it's entertainment. So by diversifying that, it's also making it more fun and enjoyable to figure out how to position content. So that's why. Second thing, why one-on-one connection, right? And we touched on, uh, on it a little bit in this first point, but why one-on-one connection? Because undivided attention works. Making people feel important works. Understanding the true, relevant, in real time pain points and opportunities of your ideal customers is the most gold and and gem and diamond in the rough or whatever analogy you wanna use that you could possibly have in your business. Understanding what your customers are dealing with today is important and they don't even have to be talked to as such, right? You don't have to be like, as a potential customer, I'm thinking that this, or I was wondering what's your challenge with this? Like, it's not a matter of being corny or being blunt and you know almost sleazy in your marketing. It's a matter of you authentically understanding and having empathy for people who could potentially should be customers and talking to them in a contextual way right learning a little bit about them going to their pro like everything is uh completely available to you go to their profiles see who they're interacting with see who they're following who are they influenced by who are they engaged with yeah like uh and get not actually relationally like engaged with in regards to where are they drawing you know inspiration education conversation all that kind of stuff for where are they giving their engagement to what are they spending their money there's so many data points that you can learn just by observing and then pull one type of common thread, like one thing you have in common. Hey, I noticed this on your profile. I was just wondering, you know, I I run a business or I do this or I have this hobby or I have this interest or this passion. I'm just kind of curious. I'm I'm just connecting with people, you know, learning more, getting my feet wet in the industry. What is your thought about this or what's your challenge when it comes to this? Or, you know, like so if you are going to ask questions or if you are going to be positioning something to extract information because that's your goal, then at least have enough wherewithal to get context of who they are and have empathy for who they are. Um, And then drive that deep one-on-one connection, not just, hey, what's up, peace, all that kind of stuff. It's actually, will you have a conversation with that person if they answer, if they continue to answer, if they ask you to talk on the phone? These are the things that business owners are not willing to do. And one of the examples I wanted to give you, um, I've been talking about them a lot lately, Um, Because we've been picking up our, you know, content together and and some of the activities we're doing together. But uh, one of the things that Soenormous and I used to talk about and one of the things that he did actively because I was doing it with my community at the time. um, But he uh, started talking to people every single day, right? He would just set up these little five to seven minute calls and do 20, 30, 40 of them every single day day. Right. Cause it's not a matter of how much time you're spending with people. It's that he would actually take time out of his day to understand what somebody in the army was going through or somebody who, you know, had obese parents. Um, and now they're struggling with that is going through or what somebody who has three or four or five or six kids and a, you know, a spouse that works outside of the home or somebody who is that stay at home person. Um, but they don't have any kids. So they're like, like there's so many combinations of people that he talked to that gave him real time learning, real time intimacy. Um, the ability to build brand advocates and i've seen this happen across my businesses and brands over the last 10 years i've seen this happening with clients i've seen this happen with people in communities i've seen this happen with people with far more resources than any of us have if you take time to have intimate one-on-one connection with your your people or your potential people there is no wrong version of that and wrong combination that's not going to add to your business so that's why one-on-one Uh, uh, connection is extremely important for your business and it's as you can see as we're walking through this you know daily content why is it important one-on-one connection why is it important if you start simplifying these things it demystifies what marketing is because then if you start with the behavior if you start with the action right if you start with the mechanism then the tools are just a means to the end you need to start with your strategy and make marketing tools work for you and make marketing platforms work for you not the other way around so many people try to think oh when it comes to instagram how should i behave how should i interact when it comes to email marketing when it comes to social when it comes to advertising when it comes to these things how do i no 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 this is my strategy what tools are available for me to execute this strategy well more efficiently more accurately with more relevancy and context and speed and empathy that's how you should be positioning tools and platforms within the marketing and advertising world to work for your strategy so because of this um, it kind of leaves this gap because most people don't even focus on strategy, right? They don't think about it. They don't know how to go about the process of blueprinting something out or creating a foundation. And again, this is not a mystical thing. Strategy is literally just how do you get from point A to point B to point C? We actually have an episode about this, so I'm not gonna go you know, super into detail, but we talked about how you get somebody into a box and then what other boxes you take them to and how to you know, create a path to purchase as they travel through those different experiences moment. So if you want to go back, I believe it was something about experiential marketing. Go check out that episode. So the next thing I want to help you guys uh, demystify is why even be on social media? Like what's the, what's the importance of social media? So obviously I know daily content. Obviously I know one-on-one connection, Derek, we get it, you know, whatever. Um, But why be on social media when I can sell without social media? Um, Yeah, you can, you can sell without social media. Um, You can do dark marketing is what they call it, um, where you're just advertising to audience behind the scenes. You can do list building. You can, you know, sell other people's products and services just by building third party neutral brands and then pushing attention um, into people who have already created solutions. So you don't have the overhead of R&D and product creation and team and all that kind of stuff and operations. And you can just push attention into other people's products. There's ways you can sell without social media, but there's very few cases where that's beneficial, that's enjoyable, um, that's contextual, that keeps you relevant, that helps you understand your audience. Um, There tends to be a stale, mundane disconnect between um, effectiveness and results When people are not utilizing social media because you're out of touch, right? It's like being the kid who uh, shows up to school every week, but you weren't at the parties on the weekend, right? Um, You either were there or you're not. You either know the inside jokes or you don't. You either know what happened or you don't. And not saying that's all, you know, that example, obviously, it's not always the desire to be the cool party kids. What I'm saying is if you want to understand what's going on in your industry, if you want to be sharper, if you want to understand how to identify white spaces, if you want to be a tactical, um, executor in the marketing world, then social media is a prime free and full version of all of those things. Right. We know the most about people It's where they spend most of their time in regards to entertainment and education. Um, and for you to just kind of, engage and play into it like we talked about a couple episodes in regards to creators just playing into these platforms and giving them more ability to monetize if you want to just be a player in the game then great if you want to be a champion of your game then you have to switch how you're approaching um these platforms let alone being on them in the first place Um, and it's so again it's so interesting to me that people um either choose one platform or choose no platforms and i'm like but they will engage with them personally like that's doing anything I mean, I get it. You want to connect with people, but there's a reason that they push this whole connect with your family and connect with your friends and groups. It's because that just gives them more uh, data as you behave into categories that they can then sell to advertisers. And there's nothing wrong with that. Go connect with your family, connect with groups, you know, watch stuff, binge, whatever. It's not a big deal, but just understand what you're actually doing and don't be confused when you're not using it for, you know, business purposes or to promote something or to push something forward or to create something and position things. If you're not using for that, it's not going to work, right? If you're just using it for personal reasons, you will only get personal results, if you will. So then the last thing is why generate leads in the first place? Um, because the only difference between a hobby and a business is somebody who can qualify people into their brand, right? The only difference between a business and a hobby is your ability to take somebody from initial brand contact to permission-based marketing. Here's my information in exchange for value that you have provided for me on whatever level. So this process of qualification, right? Um, We talk, or I don't think we have talked about this, but this process of qualification where you're trying to generate MQLs and SQLs. Oh my gosh, jargon, you know, acronyms. Marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads. Marketing qualified leads are people who give you permission to market to them by giving you their email, their phone number, you know, their name, a way to contact them. They follow you, they you know, bookmark your content, they save it, they download, they turn post notifications on, any version of your ability to have continuity and putting more touch points in front of their face, that is permission-based marketing. That are those are marketing qualified leads. On the other side, people who are uh, warmer in, in their um, uh, state, if you will, as a lead, those are sales qualified leads, people who are just on the edge, ready to buy, right? ready to pull out their wallet for a thing, they're already nurtured, they've already experienced valuable touch points with your brand, those are sales qualified leads. So your ability to generate marketing qualified leads and sales qualified leads is what separates you from just having a hobby and an actual business, having intake of people who want more of what you have and are willing to pay for it. One of the things that Jay Baer used to talk about way back in the day um, when I used to read a bunch of his content is he said, market market so good that they want to pay you for it right if your marketing itself not your products not your solutions not your services if your marketing isn't worth paying for then nobody uh, cares about your products right if your marketing isn't valuable enough for somebody to be like huh i would pay for that alone without it being behind a paid gate then what's behind the paid gate is just del- uh, uh, delusion um uh that's not the word i wanted to use um what's behind that gate is um uh deceptive in nature that's the word <laughs> delusion uh, it's deceptive in nature right you are deceiving people um and this is where terms like clickbait come from and you know all of that kind of stuff because you're optimizing something with the only upside being you benefiting right not having true value propositions for your audience so you're being deceptive in nature by flashing this in front of their face Here's the paid gate. They go behind the paid gate, and it's like, oh, I, I know people who, you know, sell this type of stuff or provide this information for free or readily available without, you know. And that's where you get a, a ton of people who are just sick of internet marketing culture, right? They're sick of the, you know, and not to throw people under the bus, but they're sick of the Ty Lopez's and people of that nature who are just selling information products and how to make more money by doing exactly. At some point, people are just going to. Stop buying into that kind of stuff. They're going to stop caring because the access to quality information and your ability to market in a way that where people want to pay you for it is extremely important, extremely valuable. And it separates you It makes you indispensable and it doesn't create an environment where you're trying to make your creations Work and make your creations monetize because they have to, or else your business doesn't survive or doesn't get off the ground. You need to create marketing so good to where people would pay for that and they would pay even more for the context around the value you provide. So my closing statement in all of this, I know this was a jam-packed episode. My closing statement in all of this is that people pay you for the context of how you can provide value around your stuff for them specifically. A lot of people are like, man, I can't give away free value. I don't have enough time to market. I don't have enough time to you know, do daily one-on-one connection with people. I don't have time for social media. I don't even have time to generate leads, whether it's manual, whether it's automatic, whether they're marketing qualified. So I don't have time for all that. I need sales. I need to pay bills. I, Okay, but do you want to have a business in three months, in six months, in nine months, in 12 months? You're thinking about this month, which is okay, but if you only want to ever be thinking 15 days ahead, 30 days ahead... Then you can ignore all of that stuff. If you want to create a sustainable business that has longevity, and gradual and exponential brand equity and ability to pull in leads at any point in time, pull in customers at any point in time, ascend people, go deeper, go more vertical with your your business, your audience, your products, your solutions, then you have to stop treating uh, marketing as if it's this mystical, magical thing that's going to save you and you're gonna click a couple buttons and all of a sudden you funnel hack people and oh my gosh, I'm a millionaire. It's not how it works. It's literally called marketing, and it's so meta, right? Marketers teaching marketers how to be better marketers for marketers. Don't be that person. Actually use marketing for your strategy, for your products, for your solutions, and your creations. So hopefully that was a valuable long lesson for you or a long episode for you, and I will see you tomorrow in episode 17 of The King Darius Experience. Peace. We stay woke, but y'all sleep. Real mode, but y'all shit. Out in public, she a good girl. But at the crib, she a real crib. New throne for the new.